Welcome to Restaurant Influencers presented by Entrepreneur. My name is Sean Walchef, founder of Cali Barbecue and Cali Barbecue Media. I want to give a special shout out to Toast, our primary technology partner at all of our barbecue restaurants here in San Diego. Thank you for believing in this show. Thank you for believing in smartphone storytelling. Today, we've got two very special guests. Uh, when we started this show, we wanted to, to think bigger as restaurants. We wanted to think bigger in the hospitality space. How does a barbecue company become a media company, get a show with entrepreneur? Well, we do it by learning. And in order to learn, we've got to find the best of the best, the people that are playing the, the game within the game. Today, we have two of the best of the best, and that's Jamie and Kayla Giovanzo of Eat Clean Bro. You can find them at Eat Clean Bro. They have 273,000 Instagram followers, 56,000 Facebook followers. They're on TikTok. They're all over the place. They're putting out content, but more importantly, they're helping people live healthy lives and they're building a profitable business. Um, you guys, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for the intro. Absolutely, man. We're uh, we're super excited. So we're going to start with our favorite random question, um, which is where in the world is your favorite stadium, stage, or venue? Uh, it's got to be Madison Square Garden. Yeah. MSG? Yep. Yeah, without right. a doubt. Okay. What, made it, what, what makes it the most special for me was when, um, you know, I, I started cooking for Lala. She she put me on with Carmelo Anthony, and then he got me in with the Knicks. So then, like right away, you know, felt like this is this is awesome. I got to be back there, backstage, meet everybody, feed everybody. So yeah, Madison Square Garden, without a doubt. All right, so we're going to go to, to Madison Square Garden. We're going to convince Entrepreneur. We're going to convince Toast. Uh, we're going to get Eat Clean Bro. We're going to get you guys sponsored all over, but we're going to get people that listen to this show, people that are playing the game within the game, the people that are moving their businesses forward. You know, we're doing like a TEDx of hospitality. We're going to put you on center court, both of you. We're going to say, I need the Eat Clean Bro elevator pitch. You're yeah. pitching the entire stadium. I want to know who are you, what are you doing, what are you building into the future? essentially like I just got done telling my leadership team, eat clean bro is healthy, affordable, convenient. Um, the mission statement since 2005, you know, I've, I've been cooking for a long time. I've been doing this for a long time, but ultimately those are three things that evolve with time, healthy, affordable, convenient. When I started eat clean bro in 2013, you know, Jared from subway, you know, that weasel, he was selling weight loss sandwiches. McDonald's was sponsoring the Olympics. So like, in terms of what the public conceived as healthy has changed dramatically. People are starting to get more educated on how they should be eating. I was lucky to be one of the pioneers in this space. Um, but for me, the 32nd elevator pitch, Eat Clean Bro is um, healthy prepared meals delivered to your door. No contracts, no minimum, high quality, great bang for your buck. Great, great value, great food. That's incredible. Can you give uh, the the listeners and the people that are watching on YouTube uh, an idea of the scale of the company? How many employees? What kind of revenue? Um, we're doing twenty million a year. We're we're like a pretty much a regional regional brand. I think where people get pumped up with my story is I'm still self funded. I retain a hundred percent ownership of the company, and I, I started this out of my buddy's house with my last three hundred dollars. So I had a lot of uh, celebrities get behind me, a lot of free publicity. Um, I had a had maybe one of the most iconic billboard campaigns in New Jersey for pennies on the dollar. Um, I've just always found a way to, to move and 
probably because I'm spending my own money. I'm not spending VC capital uh, or you know venture. I'm not spending their money. So I've always found creative ways to get big bangs on low bucks, and um, and that's really like the name of the game. So as this is like a restaurant podcast, any restaurant tour knows when someone who's outside of the restaurant business goes into the restaurant business. You can tell right away. I mean, they're blowing out, you know, they're spending $11 million on woodwork. They're buying all state-of-the-art equipment. They haven't even sold a meal yet. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I've always had the restaurant mentality because um, that's my background. You know, I'm, I have a restaurant background. Kind of like, you know, to dip your foot in the water, see what's working. And, and if, it's, if it's safe, go all in. But don't, you know, I think, I think sometimes people fail in this space because they go ahead, they they, they essentially sailors dive into uh, into shallow water. And, and by the time they realize they made a mistake, they're just dead. Kayla, I love the fact that you're here. Um, you're just as much as part of, it, as, much as, part of the brand. Um, I'm somebody that I wouldn't be where I am without my wife. Um, she works in the company. She works in the family. She runs our Walchef Wolfpack. Um, can you can you bring us back to to the dream and to the receipts? That uh, when when you first first came into this eat clean bro lifestyle, yeah. we've been talked about this in a long time. Um, so I am not a natural born entrepreneur. I am not a risk taker. Um, that's very much Jamie. I think why we work so well together is because um, I think that we work so well together because. I know what my limits are and he has no limits. So <laughs> I'm the one to always, you know, reel him in or bring him back down to reality or, you know, and if the idea is, is great. Okay. You know, I like to execute. Um, and I think what's really special about, you know, working with your spouse is there's an understanding that although you're in this together, there can't be two lead singers to the band, right? So I very much work for Jamie and it is his dream and his vision that we are both working to execute. But at the end of the day, it benefits both of us. Um, yeah, but that bag of receipts, I don't know why I thought this was such a good idea, but I really believed in him and I believed in his mission and I went all in on it. And here we are 10 years later, two beautiful babies. and. Share, share the story, the bag of receipts. Was this the first date or was this second? I mean, when, 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 no, when, so when we, does the man we, drop, the, drop the receipts we, bag? We had already been on a couple of dates. And okay. uh, at the time, I was actively pursuing a career in law enforcement. I wanted to be a cop. That was my life stream. But um, we were probably four or five dates in, and we had something scheduled for a Friday night. And he called me and said, hey, sorry, you know, it's um, it's tax season. And I have a lot of stuff I have to get together for my accountant and it's overwhelming and I'm going to have to cancel on you this Friday, but please like, don't be mad at me. And I had just really been enjoying spending time with him. So I said, Hey, like I'm really organized. I would love to help you. Do you want my help? Um, I am like straight A student, went to college, loved it. You know, Jamie hated it, didn't finish. Like we're very different people. So I, came and I met him to organize uh, what I thought was, you know, just, I don't know what I thought I was walking into, but he handed me a garbage bag full of receipts from the previous year. And I, at that point I was like, whoa, all right, this guy may be really talented, but I think he was just so focused on his customers and his food that 
the back of the house stuff got put in a garbage bag. So we really bonded over, you know, working together that night and I got everything to his accountant on time. And that's when we really started to talk about, you know, what it was that he wanted to do with the rest of his life and why this was so important to him. And although he didn't have all the answers and he might not have had all of his receipts, you know, alphabetized and organized, it didn't matter because his customers were happy. His food was good. It was affordable. And people really believed in, in his products and, and what he was selling. Jamie, I'd love for you to talk about the, uh, the perseverance that it takes because so many people, this is on entrepreneur, millions of people are going to be able to watch this, listen to this, read the article. Um, <clears throat> they're looking for inspiration and you got knocked down. You got knocked down multiple times. I mean, it, according to, to what I've found, it was seven times you were out of business before eat clean bro got to actually building a business a, a business that was that was that was paying the bills even though they're even even though those you had a garbage bag full of receipts those bills were paid <laughs> you don't get a receipt unless it's something's going to get paid so you, you gotta yeah you gotta pay your bills you know what man i wish when it comes to perseverance like In 2012, you know, Hurricane Sandy was a, a turning point in my life. You know, Hurricane Sandy devastated me and my family. They lost um, my mom, my grandma, my uncle. They all lost their homes. It was a really terrible time. And I had given up on the idea of cooking. I had failed a bunch of times. And I was like, dude, there's just no way I could do this without like a cash fusion or like I have no experience. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and, and like I had given up and I went looking for a job and then nobody would hire me. So then January 13th, 2013, my phone rang. It was like a Sunday, just staring at the wall. I was barbecuing. I'm not barbecuing. I was bartending. Uh, I barbecue now, but I was, I was bartending Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I'm like, damn, you know, 26 years old. I'm like, what am I going to do? I dropped out of college and it was like really stressful. You know, I was just like a pressure cooker. Like I know I'm talented. I know. I know I don't belong here. Like, I know I'm meant for more. And um, my phone rang and it, it was my buddy, Matt Schultz, who I started cooking for in 2005. And, and he was the one who started it all on accident. He asked me, he, I was changing in the locker room. He's like, yo man, what do you eat? I'm like, that's the original story. That's how it all started was with Matt Schultz. So I had not talked to him six, seven years, whatever years had gone by. The phone rings January in th uh, 2013. He's like, hey, bro, are, are you still cooking? And um, I, I was living at my buddy Paul's house at the time. I put my palm over the phone. And I'm like, yo, Paul. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you think your parents care if I start cooking at their house? <laughs> and uh, so they, they were living in Florida, right? So like they were, uh, what do they call them? Snowbirds or whatever. So like you live in Jersey on the... Uh, in the, in the summer and you go down to Florida in the winter. So he's like, nah, man, like do it. <laughs> like, I take my palm off the phone. I'm like, yeah, bro, of course I'm still cooking. You know, of course. I told a little lie. I told a little lie. So I'm like, I had spent all my money getting suits for job interviews. So I had like 300 bucks from that weekend, like right on top of the, uh, the dresser. 
So I'm like, yeah, bro, like, yo, you got any other friends in the office? I want meals. You know, like I was trying to like tick it up, you know, yep. and uh, he's like, yeah, man, yo, just, just like, dude, I, I pedaled, you know, I got like 82 meals out that first week. And um, 82 meals. That's impressive. How many did he order out of those? 82? So I had a Rolodex. So like I had been cooking. So I had fans, you know, I was on the street. Um, one of the funny stories was that like, I was boys with Mike, the situation before he was famous. So like, you know, he, you know, he's obviously a local legend here in Jersey or he's, you know, he's not, he, he's a, you know, he's more than local, but you know, so that, that was, that was one of my buddies that I was cooking for. Um, so like I had, um, I had a huge network because before meal prep became what it is now, it was almost like you had a guy. Like, yo, I had a guy who cooked my meal. So like all the bodybuilders, the cops, anybody who was in shape had somebody that like cooked their meals. And I was like, like a side hustle. So like it, like the, the food business was always kind of like my side hustle. I did it for myself. I had on people. So like I had a roll of decks of business. So I just went, started going down my phone. Everybody's name with food started shooting out texts. Yo, Jamie's cooking, Jamie's cooking, Jamie's cooking, right? Just like a club promoter, just sending out texts, getting texts back, writing shit down. I had a, had four items on my menu and I, and I just started cooking at my buddy's house, you know, cleaned up the kitchen, put the dog outside lately, you know, leveled it all up. And, uh, and I started, I started making food for my friends and I took every dollar. I kept bartending and, um, I, I just, dude, I just saved everything. I lived like super low key. And, um, the first six months of doing that, and that was the hardest thing I've ever done. I remember one time I slipped in the driveway on the snow and I, dude, I'm so tired. I'm a North face. I'm, I'm looking up at the stars and I'm like, yeah, I don't think any, like no one's coming back. Like, I'm not going to get run over. So like, I just zipped the jacket up, dude. I just slept right outside in the snow. And then dude, there'd be nights I'd wake up in the morning with like all the lights on my clothes on. I didn't remember how I got home. Cause there was so much, you know, I was working, um, you know, I was bartending on the side and I was cooking, delivering and, um, and, and it's really funny, man. Like right before I blew up with all like the celebrities, I met Kayla like a, like two weeks before that happened. So she's the truth. She really liked me before it all. Before it all it's true. And now a quick break from restaurant influencers to share an exciting new offer from our sponsor, Atmosphere TV. Go to atmosphere.tv forward slash BBQ to not only get Atmosphere TV for free, but also our audience is given the gift of $200 in ad credits, as well as free activation. Join more than 40,000 other venues who use Atmosphere TV by signing up with the code BBQ at atmosphere.tv forward slash BBQ. Keep guests entertained with Atmosphere TV because you have the ability to turn your promotions and your advertisements onto your television with this platform. The simple plug and play device lets you take control of the content on your screens. Keep guests entertained, engaged, and informed of real-time specials, career opportunities, and announcements that you can personalize within your own custom content dashboard. Tap into great channels such as America's Funniest Home Videos, Fashion, Throttle, Chive TV, Sports Highlights, Red Bull, Real Madrid, along with unbiased news and entertainment. There is something for everyone. Over 60 curated channels of short form, entertaining content to choose from right at your fingertips. They also have an incredible ad supported network that allows you to not only market within your four walls, but also locally, 
or nationally if you desire. The platform gives you full control to dial in your marketing efforts. Please go and visit atmosphere.tv slash BBQ and let them know restaurant influencers sent you. So when, when did the eat clean bro, because you know, I am fortunate that I've been able to interview hundreds, if not thousands of people now with the multiple podcasts that we have, but you're probably, I'm almost a hundred percent sure you're the first brand that is a call to action. So that's, that is what is so my dad, right. I didn't know what to call it. I was actually scared I was going to fail again because I had failed so many times. I was just happy to, to have a purpose in life. Like, so I didn't know what I was going to call it. I actually didn't even want to call it anything. I'm like, just fucking call Jamie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why do I even need to have a name? Save me the embarrassment. I'll make your food, right? And my dad goes, why don't you call it Eat Clean Bro? Because he's like, that's all you say anyway. He's like, that's all you say. And I thought, I was like, I love it because it's easy to remember. It's easy to spell. Because my last name's Trevanazzo. Nobody could spell it if their life depended on it. Every every single <laughs> award, every single thing my name is on, except for my marriage certificate, my name is spelled wrong. So I'm like, they're never going to find that domain name. It's never going to be found. And I thought, wow. So my dad went on like uh, GoDaddy. He got me the domain name. And it was available because there was nobody at that time who's crazy enough to call themselves Bro. So, um, and that's why the billboard campaign... Um, you know, I was actually, there's like articles written about me. I never paid for, which that's the stuff I, I really cherish. Like when you, when you get like acknowledged and you didn't pay for it, that's the real win. <laughs> for sure. Anybody can like buy a cover of a magazine, you know, that's something I won't do. So if you see me in the news, it's because I'm in the news. <laughs> it's because I'm in the news for real. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yo, it, it, just, dude, I got lucky, man. And the whole thing, if you, if you're ever in Jersey and you see my billboard, the iconic eClean Bro billboard is actually an eyesore. So it's a call to action that's an eyesore that's graphically wrong. It should be blue with white letters, but it's it's blue letters with a white background. So it, it draws your eye. So it's a it's an eyesore call to action, which for a <laughs> billboard is the greatest combination you can have. So I got my billboards. I was, I was blowing up on, on digital, like on, on Instagram. So back to Mike, back to Mike, the situation, there was a company called shreds. So in 2013 shreds uh, pioneered influencer affiliate marketing on the internet. So like, if you remember like pretty much, you know, like a celebrity, everybody, everywhere you go on the internet now, somebody's selling something. Yep. They were like the first ones to corner. I don't know if you remember them, but shreds, they had every single fitness influencer yep. on the internet. I mean, they had a chokehold on the game. They were in Jersey city. Um, you know, my buddy, um, and they, they were like a bunch of Indian dudes and my boy, Sean, you know, one of my, one of my good friends from high school, you know, sweet, sweet Indian kid, never played sports, never lifted weights, never gave a crap about bodybuilding was not fitness related. I'm, I'm scrolling on Facebook I see Sean Dua checks into shreds in 2013. I call him immediately. I'm like, you know, Olympia's in Vegas. We're in Jersey. I'm like, dude, what are you doing at Mr. Olympia? Like, that's just somewhere I would never think you'd be. And he's like, oh, I'm like, you know, I'm the CFO of shreds. And um, 
I was like, holy shit, man, really? He's like, yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm like, shit. I'm like, dude, I wish there was like something we could do. He's like, yo, actually, he's like, Arvin heard of you. Um, I had big street cred in Jersey, like big street cred. All right. Like, that was another, <laughs> that was like a other, another unknown. That's, that's a big, big deal. I had big street cred in Jersey. So he's like, he's like, yeah, actually, uh, Arvin was asking me about you. He's like, yo, when we get back, you should, um, you should come up. And I was like, Oh dude, I love it. He's like, yeah, bring food. The way Arvin had heard about me was situations. Brother Frank had saved all the containers. So their walk-in pantry was like thousands of black to no go. With. And Arvin's like, dude, why don't you like throw those out or recycle them? And Frank's like, no, nah, man, like, I don't know. I might need them or something. He's like, bro, like that's weird. So and uh, yeah, it, you know, <laughs> seriously. So like him saving those containers got me an in with Arvin. And then I hit it off with Arvin and then Arvin started throwing me bones with like all the, uh, all the most influential fitness people in the, uh, at the time. And then Massey, Manco Fit, um, like, you know, Hispanic woman, biggest fitness account on Instagram at the time, celebrity trainer, she, you know, she connected me with Lala Anthony. And, um, and then, then once I got, once I got hooked up with Lala, then like it, the ball just started rolling. Lala was honestly sent from God for me anyway, man. She passed me, um, she passed me a lot of big touchdowns and then, um, you know, that was kind of how it, it really, it, you know, she get, she posted me on Instagram. I got 40,000 followers in like 24 wow, hours. It's amazing. We were, um, yeah, the phone shut down. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that doesn't really happen anymore with social media because it's so saturated. We're, yep. we're making moves, we're making adjustments, but like in the golden days, man, when like you got plugged by a celebrity, it was like stamped, verified, bang. Um, it was, it was big, you know, I had, uh, at the time, Chris Jenner was following me. I thought that was cool. Um, we, we had a lot of cool wins, man. It's feeding DJ Khaled and Michael B. Jordan, all those guys. It was, it was cool. But a lot of cool stuff happened. Well, what I love about your story, it's something I, I had, I was fortunate. I got to interview Rob Deerdeck recently, and he was talking about media is great, but people overthink media. And when we think about social media, the world that we live in, you know, you always want that celebrity endorsement. You want somebody to that's game changing for your business. It's only game changing if your business is ready and your business was ready. You were able to capitalize because if you get an influx of business because of that post, because of somebody, you know, saying, hey, you got to come and try this out. If your team isn't ready to execute like that's your Super Bowl, everything fails. It's actually worse. Yeah, you got to like for me. Um, you know, it's funny, man. My dad taught me a lot of fundamental principles in life. Like if something's wrong, fix it. So when that happened and we were getting bombarded, we got in front of it. Listen, guys, 40,000 fought, like we're doing our best. And like my whole approach to business is like, just keep them playing. So at the casino, they yeah. just want you at the blackjack table. So there was a lot of times, man, I had to give a lot of stuff for free because we made mistakes. A lot of times people would be like, oh, I'm backed by this celebrity. F you. No, 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 no. I'm only as good as my last meal. Yeah. You know what? I got the most famous people in the world plugging me, but I'm really sorry I let you down. Here's your next order on the house. Here's your money back. Here's your next order on the house. And people are like, wow, here's this kid on top of the world stopping to take time out of his day. Gave me like, And so like I did get my legs blown off. 
but I was like, Hey, I'm sorry. Here's your money back. Like I always treated my food. I, I, I always tell people like serving food is a sacred responsibility. So like, but I also believe people work hard for their money. So if you're giving me your money and I'm giving you my food, like it's a sacred transaction in my opinion. Like there's no, like, like a priest worships God, like I am going to make right by your money and I am not going to take that for granted. And I'm not going to, I am never going to like, you know, I am going to make mistakes. I am human, but I am never going to take for granted that you trust me. Um, you know, you put your hard earned dollars into, into supporting my company. So like, there were a lot of times we had to take some steps back and give a lot of stuff out for free and make right with people. But that went, that went way farther. And, and it was a beautiful combination. There was no, you know, like I said, dude, my, my beginnings, you know, I failed so many times. I was so happy. Um, the happiest I ever was, I mean, obviously with my wife and everything, but like, dude, I'll never forget the day when I I lost my job bartending and I was finally able uh, I was paying myself like 500 bucks a week and I was finally self-employed and it wasn't about money. It was about, wow, you know what, Jamie, you're not a failure. All of your failures, all your failures counted for something. And like, you're not a failure and like you have a purpose and you can do this. There was no one doing what I was doing, like when I was doing it. So it seemed so insane. Like people would be like, yo, people want cold food, like you're selling them cold food. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's gotta be cold so it could last longer. And like, it, it was just like, it was a really uphill battle. Like I, I was ahead of my time, obviously now with like the digital age, people are accustomed to doing this, but like, you know, even in 2013, I had started way before 13, but like there was still just such a massive learning curve that nobody thinks about today, but man, oh, like it's psychologically, that was like the greatest day of my adult life was like, you're not a failure and all the pain of failing, it prepared you for success. So like, that was for me, the turning point in my life where I was like, wow, like, thank you, God, like this all meant something. And when I think about people who give up on their dream and they have that regret and they never get to taste, you know, the bittersweet joy of your failures adding up to your success. That is to me, man, that is like the saddest because I'll never forget how I felt. I never want to feel like that again. And I don't think I ever will because I got over that hump and I, and my hard work did pay off and it, and it mattered. And I needed those lessons. I needed to get my head knocked off all those times to become who I am today. Kayla, I would love for you to give some perspective. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned reining Jamie in, and I think when I think of my wife, you know, I, I'm, I'm the one that has the big crazy ideas, but my wife has to, she has to rein me in. She has to control our brand. She's the one that's actually, you know, keeping, making sure that yes, this, this plane wants to launch, but we have to make sure that we're packed, we're prepared, we're ready for takeoff. Can you talk about some of the lessons that you guys have learned as you've scaled from where you started to where you guys are now today, you know, regionally in multiple, what are you in 15 different States now delivering? A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, I think that communication probably probably was key for us. So as we grew and, and we started taking on employees, you know, everything with Jamie has always been so informal. Um, and obviously having a job is a very formal is a very formal thing for many people. So just 
company culture and just sculpting your company into a positive, uplifting, awesome place to work. I think that's been probably our, our biggest hurdle. Um, we had very, very rapid growth, especially in our, in our beginning days and just learning what that is and what that responsibility is like to employ so many people and, and be responsible for, you know, them bringing home, you know, money to their family. It's just, it's a huge responsibility. And I don't think many people think of it that way. So communication, obviously from the top down is something that, you know, we've worked on a lot. We have, um, what, 150 employees at this point and just keeping wow. everyone organized and informed and on track I think that's been our biggest you know biggest hurdle and and we've really mastered that today but can I add to something can I add what she's saying we spent a lot of money on consultants so like whenever there's like business owners listening anytime something's broken in your company it stems to two things communication and training something's going wrong is because like there is a miscommunication and there's unqualified people. Like it's so funny. She's talking about communication, but that is literally like every company's and individuals, like biggest hurdle. See, I just stepped in. She was trying to communicate. (laughs) Kayla, no, it's, it's important. And I appreciate you guys being honest and like, you know, I, like I said, my, my wife works in our business. We work together. We work on ourselves and communication is always the number one. She can't read my mind. I can't read her mind and she's my soulmate. So the more that we actually talk about the things that we're trying to accomplish, not just in business, but in our own household, the better off we are. It actually makes for a healthier business. You know, a lot of what we talk about on this show is you guys are in the hospitality business. You're in the food business. You're in the e-commerce business. You're taking care of so many people that are your clients. You're taking care of the 150 people that are your employees. But ultimately, you guys have to take care of yourselves. And if you don't take care of yourselves, then you can't be good parents, you can't be good employers, you can't be good leaders in your community, and you guys do so much to give back. What what do you do to set your own boundaries to take care of yourself? So this is really funny that you should ask us that, because you're looking at like two complete and total polar opposites. Um, I would say, and if you want to get really honest right now, I would say that I am plagued with um, imposter syndrome success, depression, um, anxiety. Um, and I'm constantly worried about doing the best I can for everybody around me and being the best mother and being the best wife. And is, are all of our employees happy? Are our families happy? Are we taking care of everyone? Um, and that, that plagues me day to day. And I would be lying if I sat here and looked at you and said that, you know, self-care, I take care of myself. I, I work out. I, Obviously, eating healthy is not a problem for us because we have access to great meals. But in terms of self-care, I think that's something that uh, and boundaries is something that I really struggle with even to this day. And I never I'll never forget this moment. I was um, I was eight months pregnant with Santina, our daughter, our second child. And when I got the phone call that I had made the Forbes 30 under 30 list and my first emotion it was not joy. It was not happiness. It was, oh, fuck. Okay, I did this. 
So what do I do next? How do I impress everyone now? What do I do when I go into work today? Because this was huge and it was really cool, but shit, like what now? You know, what's the next list? What's the next hurdle? What's the next, how can I impress everyone now? And I think that's, you know, that's, that's why Jamie and I are a cool match because he really does take care of himself and sets boundaries and is like, you're really good at that. And you're really good at taking a moment to say like, Hey, I won today. Like, this is good. Or we didn't win today. I'll do better tomorrow. I think, you know, being near him and being able to vibe with him definitely helps me to be a little bit more confident. But when it comes to that, like he is winning in this department and I'm glad to be matched with him so I can, I can learn from that. I really appreciate your honesty. It's something, it's why I love doing this show is you know, the, pe <laughs> the people that we get on the show. Well, the truth vibrates the fastest. And, you know, it's amazing to me that, you know, the biggest celebrities in the world, the most successful entrepreneurs, CEOs of publicly traded companies, like we all have imposter syndrome. <laughs> you know, we all think it's like, well, when is it all going to collapse? Or if I got this accolade or I opened up this next restaurant or I got, you know, this piece of PR, like now all of a sudden everybody's going to know, everyone's going to know that like, you know, maybe I'm not, not what I think I am. You know, for, for us, it's, you know, especially, you know, Jamie, as, as men, I know I go, I go through it and I know your wife looks to you as a rock, but I'm, I'm guessing, you know, from all the failures that you've had, it's easy for you to put on a strong front, knowing that deep down, like it's, it's on you, you know, it's on you, not only is, you know, this company, but the family and Jersey, you know, like you're representing something that's so much bigger than you. And you guys have bigger plans than where you are now to, you know, when we look back on this entrepreneur, this interview, we're going to look back five years from now and be like, did we dream big enough? Is that what we wanted? You know, what did we want for our family? What did we want together? What did we, what kind of impact did we want to make? What do you want to make? I am, um, so I'm a, one, some of the best advice I ever got was from a farmer. And he said, just, he's like, you got it. You're going to grow. You're going to be successful. He said, just always make sure two plus two is four. He's like, it might not make sense now, but when the time comes, just remember, just always make sure two plus two is four. And um, I'm still working on two plus two is four. So we're, I'm, I'm just made some big investments on leadership, getting my organization in, uh, getting my organization ready to scale. Um, obviously, I want to be a national brand. I want to be, I want to be the food company that America trusts and leans on to feed their families healthy food, healthy, affordable, convenient food. Um, but two plus two has to equal four. I'm a big believer in, you know, getting the horse uh, in front of the carriage and like making sure that like, you know, before I stomp on the gas, I have tires, I have air in my tires. I got the brakes. Um, everything's going. I'm still that kid who's happy. I make, you know, obviously now I make more than 500 bucks a week, but ever <laughs> since I was able to, ever since I was able to be self-employed, I get to wake up every day. I get to do what I love. Um, you know, it's a loaded question. You know, we're getting our financial department in order. We're really improving, like the culinary aspect of our game. I really leveled up the culinary leadership here. Obviously, the digital space. It what's really crazy about digital and e-commerce, man. What worked three years ago doesn't work today. Yep. Three years is not a long time. Nope. Um, and and to and to be honest, 
what worked two years ago doesn't work today. So the e-commerce side, the side that I am, you know, a part of, we're really just trying to, there, there has been such terminal, uh, such a turbulence between, you know, COVID, uh, lockdown, um, the, the, you know, the repercussions of COVID, the supply chain issues, the, the inflation, like, we're like, man, let's just keep calm. <laughs> you know, I tell like my leadership team, like, guys, we're okay. <laughs> just stay calm. Like, everybody's going through this, like, just keep going. So um, we're, we're working through, we're just working through the world, man. But we will, we will be expanding. We are, we are going to be a national brand. And I'm just not going to stop. So it's just on to the next thing. Always improvement, better place to work, better place to eat. And just, you know, I think I'm definitely an employee first type of person, but like, just, just keep going. That's, that's really it, man. Just keep moving. Keep your hands up and keep moving. Just don't get knocked out. Just yeah. keep going. I cannot fail if I do not quit. That's right cannot fail if I do not quit. We're so lucky to be playing the games that we are so on, you know, fortunate as entrepreneurs and business leaders to be able to play. And it's just getting a chance to play one more day. You know, it's, yeah. it's trying to always think big. We have to think big as entrepreneurs, be chief visionary officers in our company, but ultimately we've got to blast blossom where we're planted. You know, that's what's so important and appreciate the things that we do have. Um, I just want to give a, a quick plug every uh, Wednesday and Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time. We put on a clubhouse call on the social audio app clubhouse. So people that listen to this show, please join us on the clubhouse. You can come up on stage, share your story. We're looking for the next restaurant influencer content creator to be on this show. Um, and we also like to give a shout out this week's shout outs going to Mike Mamula. And Mike is uh, a good friend of David Meltzer. Meltzer's my media mentor. I got to meet Mike uh, multiple times. Uh, you can follow him at Mike Mamola. He actually introduced me um, to you, Jamie. He introduced me way back in the day and said, dude, you've got to meet Jamie eat clean, bro. You got to get them on your podcast. This was back when we was just digital hospitality. We didn't even have the show with entrepreneur. So I've been following you, watching you guys do what you do, but I wanted to give you guys both a shout out, um, a chance to give someone in your company a shout out. You know, this is going to be on entrepreneur, somebody that's gone above and beyond anybody uh, in the organization that you want to give a shout out to. Oh, inside my organization. Absolutely. <laughs> Who do you want to shout out? Oh, Wilkins. Oh yeah. We got to give a big shout out to Nicholas Wilkins. Culinary okay, what, what's he doing? <laughs> what, what did Nicholas do? What did he do to deserve a shout out on entrepreneur? What didn't he do? Well, <laughs> give me a I'm story. Give me a story, a Nicholas story. I have worked with a lot of chefs and for me, I, I, I know, and I believe, and I preach the chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Nikki comes in here, man, super positive, super confident, articulate, coaching, leveling up the staff in a manner that is encouraging and positive. And for me, that is like, that is who I am. But now I finally found somebody in my leadership team who's, who's possessed the characteristics that I, I do. And that is like so important to me because it's like a rare thing where insecurity is not thriving. You know, we are trying to make the team better and we're putting our personal egos aside for the better of the group, which 
And that is the key for like organizational success or personalities in those positions that really breed, um, breed leaders, you know? So that's why the personality. So if you guys want to reach out to me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. If you want to follow Jamie and Kayla, they are both on Instagram. We will put links into the show notes. I love the fact that you guys are posting content um, across all platforms. Eat Clean Bro on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. Um, You can visit their website. We'll put links into the show notes. Is there any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to, anybody that's listening to this, uh, whether they're a content creator, whether they're in the hospitality business, whether they want to launch e-commerce, what kind of words of wisdom do you have uh, for for the entrepreneurs listening? Um, Well, essentially, man, if, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. So like, always have an idea, right? Like if you don't know what you want, you're going to go like in this day and age, specifically for like the kids who are 25, 26 and younger, I, I was suffering before social media, you know, with what I wanted to do in my life. And as, as a, as a kid transitioning to adulthood, it was really hard. I felt lost, but I'm very grateful. I did not grow up in the day of social media where there's, you know, these 20, these young 20 year olds in Dubai, in like uh, penthouse mansions with Ferraris, Lamborghinis, where you're looking like you're this failure because uh, you're not in Dubai in a penthouse with Lamborghini. Like, just, I don't even know how those guys are there, to be honest, man. Maybe they're paying for it. Maybe they have rich parents. Like, parting, parting words of wisdom. <laughs> parting words of wisdom, all right? Or, <laughs> know yourself you know, come up with a game plan and, you know, don't beat yourself up. Cause there's some guy in a, in a, you know, a Bugatti in Dubai. I'm like 22 <laughs> years old because I'm 36 and I'm beating myself over that kid up. Who's, who's 22 in a Bugatti, you know? Well, I, uh, I can't wait to see what you guys build. <laughs> Somebody get me a Bugatti in Dubai. Come on. Get him a Bugatti. <laughs> Eat clean bros coming to Dubai. I love it. No, but seriously, Kayla, Jamie, thank you so much for your honesty. Thank you for your leadership. Um, I know it takes a lot to to share what you guys shared with me today, but, uh, you know, I know so many people that are going to listen to this, watch this, uh, wherever you guys listen to this, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, uh, check out Eat Clean Bro if they're delivering to you, uh, change your life, change your lifestyle. Um, keep, keep fighting the fight. You guys, you guys are incredible. I can't wait to see what you build next. And, uh, if you ever make it to the West coast of San Diego, please look us up. And that goes for anybody listening to the show. Love to, uh, show you guys a little bit of Cali barbecue, a little hospitality um, here in San Diego. Yeah. I'm sad we didn't get to talk barbecue, man. Boom. We'll, we'll get, we'll get to talk some barbecue. We'll, we'll show you the master smokehouse and media center we're building when you guys make it out here. Family trip. Thank you so much for having us. I got my Moberg parking lot. Okay. There we go. (laughs) There we go. I like it. And a special thank you to our title sponsor, Toast. Toast is the primary technology partner that we use at our restaurant, Cali Barbecue. It is also the primary technology partner that so many of the guests have shared with us on this show. People like Sam, the cooking guy, Stacy Poonkinney, Jeff Alexander. So many times the guests tell us that they're using Toast when we didn't even know that going into the interview. That is why we are so grateful that they sponsor this show. We want you to win. You that listen to this show, we want you to improve your digital hospitality. Toast is built for restaurants and it's built for you. 
Toast is the restaurant-first platform that's built for your needs, whatever your size, concept, or ambitions. Improve your bottom line with a customizable platform that's easy to learn, use, and grow with. And it meets you where you are with all the right tools for your price point. If you have any questions about Toast, please DM me at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. I will get you the link to the right Toast contact in your market. It's so important that if you listen to this show that you win. We want you to be on this show eventually. Let us know that you heard the show, you heard about Toast, you implemented Toast, you did a Toast unboxing in your restaurant. Talk to us about how you've impacted your village, your city, your community. Share your Toast story with us. DM me today to learn more and be sure to check out Toast.